Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Introvert on Stage. I'm going to have to get used to saying the new name over and over again. But today, let's jump straight to it. I'll be talking about the seven things I learned from serving my first client. So, without any further ado, let's jump into the intro. Cue the music. I actually didn't record the audio yet because I'm writing my script. So please, please understand this、um, ratchet audio for now. Welcome to Introvert on Stage, where the host, me, Olivia Lee, will help you, introverts, fellow introverts.、Uh, I'm gonna have to work on this. Anyways, you know what? Welcome to Introvert on Stage. My goal with this podcast is to help. Other introvert entrepreneurs or introverts who know that they have a message to share with the world, who know that communication is crucial, no matter how uncomfortable you might think it is, because I was once there. So that is the focus of the、um, podcast, Introvert on Stage. And let's jump in. I promise you, I'll be back with the intro. I just wanted to really talk about this today. So, Seven things I learned from serving my very first client. So, if you're a consultant, coach, or course creator, I promise you, you will never ever forget your first client. No matter how great the experience was, or horrible, or memorable, or not so memorable, you will always, you know, that first client will always have a special place in your heart. And that goes the same for me. I will never forget my first time coaching my first client. I will also never forget all the doubts that I had in my mind and all the negative, limiting beliefs that my mind was going through. Do you, can you relate to that? Because all the thoughts that w a s going in my head after I received the payment was Am I even qualified to coach this individual who seems to already be doing so well? What if I can't bring any results or outcome? What if I completely waste their time and money? Maybe I should just give them a full refund and come up with an excuse on why we can't do this coaching. Like, raise your hand if you ever felt the same way before, be honest, <laughs> or am I alone? <laughs> But little did I know that first experience changed everything for me. From the way I think, the way I view other people, to the way I do business. It impacted me so much, and that is also why I'm still here. I'm still wanting to be a coach. I'm still wanting to make an impact in people's lives, all from that first experience coaching my first client. So, I.、Hmm. I don't want to share too much of his personal information, but my first client's name was,、um, let's say, Mr. D. He was a big guy, big muscles, you know, much taller than I was,、um, you know, very confident guy, you, like, you know, overpowering most guys because of his height and because of his、um, size, I guess, his muscles. And he loved jujitsu and he just. Came across as a very confident guy who also came from a very good family. Like, that's why that added more and more to my doubts and self doubts, limiting beliefs, and all of those imposter syndrome because I'm not half as cool as this guy. Like, who am I to help someone like him? I don't even know. 
what jujitsu was back then, right? So I almost felt bad taking his money. But these are the seven things I learned from my first experience coaching my first client. First of all, I was so focused on, okay, you know what? My heart knows that I can help him. And that mu- there must be a reason why we were brought together. So I'm going to deliver as much as possible. I'm going to try my best and change his entire life and give him everything I have. That was my mindset. But you know what I realized? Number one, over-deliver could lead to overwhelm. Ooh, so true, so true. You know, we're as as a coach, as an entrepreneur, we're always bombarded with this mindset of you have to over deliver, you have to over deliver, you have to give value, add value, and give you give them everything they need and over deliver. But sometimes when you over deliver, it could lead to overwhelm. So you really need to think about what over deliver really means. Does it mean you break down the modules? Does it mean you break down the lessons into bite-sizable pieces and you over-deliver on each one, but make it clear that each day you only focus on that topic, that module, that specific bite-sizable thing? Because if you over-deliver by narrowing it down and laser focusing on it, yeah, that is awesome. You over-deliver by giving more feedback, answering questions, giving more resources, etc. How I did it was, I try to change that guy's entire life, y'all. I wanted to really add so much value to a point where I try to feed him everything, so to speak, figuratively. I wasn't, you know, forcing the guy to eat or anything. We were meeting virtually, of course. But remember that over-deliver could lead to overwhelm. So like I said before, you have to make sure to divide your coaching program into bite-sizable modules or topics and make it so that um, you know, you not only get a sample of it, you get a whole platter, right? The sample was your free content that people get to taste for free. And then now you get to give your clients a whole plate full of it or a whole bag full of it. But it doesn't mean the client buys a bag of popcorn and you also give him, here's a bag of nachos. Uh, here's a bag of uh, uh, sriracha flavor chips. Here's a bag of Pita chips. I'm not saying that right. Pita chips. And here's a bag of, you know, uh, shrimp flavored chips. I like those. You know, it doesn't work like that. The client's going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I tried the samples of the popcorn and I only wanted the bag of the popcorn. Not all these other things that I'm not interested in. I was trying to do that. I was so focused on over delivering that what my client wanted was a bag of popcorn. And I gave him like an entire Costco (laughs) filled with chips. So again, number one over deliver could lead to overwhelm. So be mindful about what value you're adding and make sure to be clear on that. And number two, you actually know more than you think you do. And sometimes you just need someone else to remind you that you know more than you think you do. That's what I realized through the calls. 
every single time, almost every single time before the call, I would go through this mindset of, what if I don't know this? What if I can't help this guy with this? What if I can't provide any value? But as soon as we hop on the call, the soon as I start talking and I answer questions, I start to realize that, huh, I actually know more than I think I do. Huh, I actually am providing value and I, I'm like burning up with passion about what I'm talking about. So it was by coaching someone else, I was almost coaching myself and realizing that, huh, I actually know a lot about this. I just needed to talk from, speak from the heart to be able to realize that. So very simple, but very powerful. Am I right? All right. (laughs) So number three is oftentimes your clients just need an outside perspective to be reminded of their potential. Ooh, isn't that so powerful? Because it's the same with all of us. Sometimes we just need that outside perspective to be reminded of our potential, of our passion, of our hardworking, and how far we've come so far. And that is so powerful because my first client, he was doing amazing things. He was a great student at the time. He was a great aspiring entrepreneur at the time. And he just needed to be reminded of me who's not living his life, of his potential, and how he's doing such a great job already that he's on the right path. Because once we live the life, we're part of it, right? We're living the life right now. So it's hard for us to kind of see the paths that we've been walking on. And for the outside perspective who's watching from afar, let's say um, you're a character in a movie. Uh, let's say you're Nem- uh, Nemo's dad. Let's go, let's reference that scene in Finding Nemo that, remember like dark, dark down in the twilight zone, the monster looking fish was chasing after uh, Nemo's dad, Mar- Marlin, Marlin and Dory. So as someone who's in the movie, you don't really see what's behind you, right? Whereas us watching from afar, we're like, oh my goodness, there's something behind you. Oh my goodness, there's something in the corner of the screen. Watch out. So we're able to see the things that people who are living the life often can't see. So it's job as our, um, it's job as our coach. It's, it's our job as a coach to sometimes remind our clients of their potential of how hard they're working, compliment them for all the hard work that they're putting in, and sometimes be real, be straightforward on what they have to work on. So again, number three, um, I, I talk a lot, right? But number three, oftentimes they need an outside perspective. So from you to be reminded of their potential. And number four is that your f- client will feel, I guarantee you, your client will feel where your heart and focus are. So if I was having a very distracting day and, you know, I, you know, I have an email that I'm constantly thinking about, like, oh, I really need to respond to this or like, oh, I really need to check this text right now. So if there's even an inch or a drop of distraction and I'm not there 100 percent, I could feel that I'm a very intuitive person. And I'm sure you as a fellow introvert are the same way, right? 
you can feel what other people are feeling. And when I'm not there, when I'm not showing up 100%, I could tell that my client could feel that I wasn't there 100%. And that really impacted the way he was showing up as well. So be present, you know, uh, stop all distractions, everything that you need to take care of later, have them taken care of beforehand so you don't have to worry about them or just don't even think about it because this is your time. This is your client's time to get your full attention. So you need to be able to show up 120% and be there, answer questions and be there and actually coach them, right? A basketball coach wouldn't be coaching a team of basketball players while scrolling on TikTok, just like that. So your client will feel where your heart and your focus are. And number five, not holding back will open up new doors and create advocates for your business. And this, oh, this is such an important part of how my heart functions, right? And um, like Tony Robbins said, the secret to life is giving. I feel that so much because I'm a giver. It's so joyful for me to give. I don't, I, I mean, it's hard not to give, 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 give and not expect anything back. We're all humans. And sometimes we're like, I've been giving so much. Aren't you going to give anything back? So it's natural to think that way. But besides that point, we, we, when, once we really pour into our client, like not holding back as in only giving them 75%. And then at the end saying, if you want the rest of the 25, you got to pay me more extra. No, 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 no. You got to, you can't be holding back. You have to pour into your clients, give them everything that you got. I mean, not contrasting to the first point, of course, in the outcome that you promise them, pour out on them. Don't hold anything back. Don't be thinking, oh, I can't be telling him this too. He got to pay you extra for this. Don't think that. Just pour out, no holding back. And that's going to open up so many new doors. And I realize this because I really loved, I had so much love for my first client. He had so much potential that he wasn't seeing. This big, confident guy didn't see how great his, you know, future was how great and big his heart was and how many great stories that he has to share with the world that the world needed to hear so i did not hold back sometimes th this is not a good habit but sometimes i went over our coaching calls sometimes our supposedly hour-long call went out to be like hour and 15 and hour and 20 and I'm not recommending this right this was my first time I was truly pouring out a lot a lot but making your hour-long coaching call to be an hour and a half that's not a good idea but besides the point I poured out everything every droplet of my heart and that's why even to this day he messages me and says Olivia you changed my life Oh my gosh, I'm going to I'm going to tear up. But if you're a coach, if if you work with people with so much love for them and for you to hear back that you impacted their lives, no matter how small or big it is, the fact that you were able to touch someone's heart and that person's 
life is never the same because of what you shared and your willingness to open up and be vulnerable. Oh, that's a that's a car right there. But that really touches my heart. And now he's telling people about me. He's happily given me a testimonial. He's happily given me feedback. And he's happily given me how much impact that I had on his life. So no holding back, pour out, really think about your client as a life being, an individual that you truly love and you want to impact. And number six, you'll learn new things and you'll learn more about yourself from coaching your clients. Oh, isn't this so true? Oh my goodness. Sometimes I felt like, oh my goodness, I have to pay you <laughs> so I can coach you because through the coaching calls, I would say things that I I didn't even have any idea where it came from. But as soon as I said it, um, like I got so many new ideas and from my clients' feedback and just us talking together, you know how when you're having a great conversation with people you align with, you get all these new ideas, new energy and just wow, right? So after each coaching call, I felt like I learned a lot too. And I felt like I learned about myself and what I liked, what I don't like. And according to my feedback to my client's questions, like, oh, I didn't know, but I feel very strongly about this. So it was a great experience for me to learn new things, not only from my clients directly. Oh my goodness, I got so many great book recommendations from my uh from Mr. D that I still have in my bookshelf. I, so I learned so many new things. And throughout the coaching calls, I learned a lot about myself as well. And I know that you will feel the same way too. And number 7, it doesn't always require a tangible outcome for you to have made impact. And I think this is so powerful and this is what I needed to hear back then, starting out as us, starting anew as a coach. Because, you know, if you listen to all these gurus online, I can help you make $10,000 within six weeks. Like, because of all those ads being thrown in your face, I almost felt like useless. Like, oh, I don't know if I can guarantee that. I don't know if I can promise that. Like, what if I promise something and it doesn't happen? Does that make me a liar? So I didn't, I, you know, I, I didn't feel like I could bring tangible outcomes such as a six-digit bank account number by the end of this many weeks. No. But what I realized was at the end of our coaching, I made an impact. Even though it wasn't tangible, by sharing our knowledge, by sharing pouring out our heart, we're able to make an impact that's greater than just a number or digit or a bank account growing. Whether it's confidence, whether it's information that they can turn into wealth, or whether it's an action items or resources that they needed to fill their puzzle pieces that was missing, it doesn't always have to be a tangible outcome because in order for us to be successful, it's all, I'm pointing at my brain, it's all in here. Our mindset, our mentality, our mind, our soul, that has to be in the right place before we can play any games and be successful. 
So that was my seventh point. And I have a bonus, of course. I want to pour out to you all listening too. <laughs> so a bonus point, the eighth point is that you learn after coaching anyone, your clients, your dream clients, you'll learn that you have the heart for the people you serve and people that you were born to and called to serve. And by not showing up daily and sharing your message, you're basically allowing millions of people who need what you have to silently suffer. When I switched my mind from, oh, I just got chills. But when I switched my mind from, okay, I'm going to be a successful coach, to it was a bit of an extreme transformation for me. But after going through a, a long conference with my mentors, I was in tears and I realized, you know what? Olivia Lee, the old Olivia Lee is dead because I was letting my ego do the talking. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to do this. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Instead, I said the old Olivia is dead and I live to serve the people I was called here to serve. If I think back to Olivia in 2017, or if I think back to Olivia in 2019, as an introvert, I was struggling so much. No, low confidence, just filled with self-doubts, imposter syndrome, and I'm not good enough. I, I'm All the extroverts who are amazing at talking and persuading, they're going to win over me. I don't even want to go to a networking event. But if I could go back in time and share what I know now to Olivia in 2017, her life wouldn't be the same. So what I'm keeping in mind is I live and I continue to coach because I want to serve like other Olivia's, uh, people like uh, Olivia's in 2017. So yeah, so I did a lot of talking today and my puppy is barking. So, so my mes main message for today is... Go out there and live as the version of you that God created you to be. Because people need you. People need what you have. People need to hear your transformation story. So other people's pain, heartbreaks, and wasted times is no more. So I love you and thank you for listening. And I will be back tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye. This was Introvert on Stage with me, Olivia Lee.